You are now listening to I Don't Get It every week on the week, the pop culture get off my lawn cast, featuring the open money musings of two mid 40s curmudgeons staring down the prospect of entertainment irrelevance. I am your co host, Bill William Scurry. Of America. I call C- him William. That's my nickname, right? People don't. This is the thing. If I put my name as Bill and my ID says William, people don't know that anymore. It's fucked up. It's this is the way the world. Uh, they is. don't. They don't know that Bill is a nickname for William. Nope. Look, it, it, and it's kind what? of. It has. It, I'm not even talking about Fuck here, out of here in Europe. I'm talking about that was a big problem when I would be at the airport and I realized I would buy my ticket under the name Bill, but my passport said William. I had to talk my way through the guy a bunch of times saying this isn't you i'm like no but bill is william they had they would look at me blankly they had no idea that bill and william were the same name and these people their job is to look at ids and names they had never run into a bill before they must have run into another bill slash william earlier that day for christ's sake they don't name people bill anymore so what can i tell you so people named william are what willie or what i don't know so who's the voice on the other side of the call here who is this i I'm have talking no to? idea anymore i've never known who I am. <laughs> that's, that's a bigger problem to deal with at some other day i am noah tarno um founder senior quiz master of the big quiz thing the trivia game show spectacular now and always um like you know, cats Bill, yeah no that's now and forever okay which was a lie uh, Bill, <laughs> yes. we we live bill we live in a a fraught world yes we do for lack of a better term but it's always good to hear your voice it's good to be here with you and it's good to still have some room in our lives and our worlds i don't know is, is it that this is insignificant or just that this is stupid or that this is i don't know just the fact that we do this podcast mm-hmm. is insignificant is that right i, mean, I don't know i i think in fact i think this this week's topic is maybe the most important thing we've ever talked about uh i think it may hold the uh, greatest key towards yeah, what shut up what we all shut commonly up. believe in the the precepts that we as human beings subscribe to that we look left we look right we see our brother and our sister and we understand there's a common humanity and that leads us to this week's topic, my friend. We are talking about Takashi 69. So we always talk about on the show something that's like big and hot right now. And yes. we try to make sense of it. I cannot believe that until you suggested this as a topic like two weeks ago, I had never heard of this guy. And then I start researching him and he's everywhere and he's huge. And my sister's heard of him and our friend Alice Swenson's heard of him. And I'm afraid to ask my mom because my mom's probably heard of him. I had never heard of this guy. It's the silo. It's the silo effect that's going to come up in this conversation. But it's not the sure. silo. He's everywhere. He he's every- everywhere. He's everywhere inside the silo. And yet neither of us had heard a single stitch of his music up until earlier. This no, week I can believe I had never heard of his. I had never heard his music. Right. I cannot believe I had never heard of him. Even That's th- what gets me. I've heard of most of the pop stars. Even though he ripped the word "gooba" off of you, you never litigated right. or prosecuted. Well, I them? wrote most of his music. Yeah, and I founded the. <laughs> Treyway gang or whatever they call that he got mixed up with. I was a founder. I was I founded both the Bloods and the Crips. But no, it all comes back to me. I am the original gangster. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's a little known fact, but it's true. You were Takeshi three by uh, four and a half. That's what you're. Three by four. I tell you, man, you might think you know. Uh, the, the hottest thing you could do with your woman is a three by four and a half. You know. <laughs> so this guy is uh, that Takeshi six not. Te- 
Takashi. Sorry, I've been mispronouncing it. It's Takashi. Uh, he's also to... known as just 6'9". 6'9", so that is true. To, yeah. If you want to keep it simple, you can do that. Yeah. I'm not going to do it. I'm going to, do it. I'm going to labor it every single time. So this, he, that's the sobriquet of a, of a young person named Daniel Hernandez, a, a 24-year-old Brooklynite who achieved some measure of fame as a rapper in this world we live in. He was born in Bushwick in 96, hence the 24 years old. He got famous. 90, 96. I know. 1996. There you go. Oh, my God. That was like a year and a half ago. That's No, we did the first episode of this podcast in 97. He was almost born in the, in the span of our runtime, if you can believe it. That's actually not true. But it's we did true. graduate college in 97. That is so. true. We did. So he, he, he got famous in 2017 with a track he released called Gummo, which I assume must have something to do with the Harmony Kareen movie of the same name. But I haven't I, able I to... think it does. I, I do not think it is the lesser known Marx brother. I think it is the... Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. Who knows? I, but I don't know the connection. So I'm going to leave that. I'll leave that on the ground. And then... After that, he released a mixtape in 18. I think he might be more well-known for a litany of legal woes, including, and not limited to, uh, use of a T- child... Take your pick! Use of a child in a sexual performance, Ugh. racketeering, weapons, <laughs> drugs, Jesus. conspiracy oh to commit God. murder, and... And arm robbery as well. I uh, cannot believe this guy is not on Fox News 24-7 because he is like the poster child for like, ooh, old white people, be scared of Latinos, be scared of this rap music, be scared of young people. He checks every box for those people. I, th- I, th- I think, yeah, to some degree, I think that's a little bit of a... I think that was the image he was living into as well. Like he, I think the fact that he was quote unquote scary is what guy he was going for. I have to assume. Uh, anyway, he was doing two years uh, until he was granted house arrest earlier this year at the beginning of COVID because of the the idea that they were trying to alleviate the potential infection well, issue inside the prison. So he's he has he has asthma. He's wearing the ankle bracelet. He's at home. He his his work schedule is limited to I think two hours a day, but he still picked up his recording and released some world beating songs, which hit almost. As soon as he got out, and he's back on top of the world, making that paper, doing all these things that people in a position of his would do. And uh, I will ask Noah uh, because he's he's this is a cold slap of uh, water across the face. I want to know what you thought of this guy. As I said, I'm shocked I never heard of this dude. We've established on episodes of the show before my knowledge of hip hop music is is weak. So that my evaluation isn't worth much. I don't like this guy at all. I think there's a lot wrong with his music and his image. And but as I told you before, my my fir- the first thing that popped in my mind was he's the Donald Trump of hip hop. But the more I read, that completely breaks down for a bunch of reasons. <laughs> Primarily that like. As much as I got no use for Daniel Hernandez, he's a much better person than Donald Trump. And not just because he can't do as much damage. He probably had the shittiest upbringing ever. He didn't do one day of high school. He was abandoned by his biological father. He had a stepfather he was close with. That guy was murdered on his front stoop when he was a kid. It's fucked up, man. I, I don't know if his he's close with his mother, but I'm sure... His mother was only able to do so much. He got his girlfriend pregnant when he was 16 and he lived in a rough neighborhood and as I said, didn't go to high school. So this guy had the odds stacked against him. So he might be a scumbag, but what do you expect? And he seems to have a heart. He's done some charitable work with his money, giving money to people in the street in the Dominican Republic, I guess is something. And he's contrite about what he did wrong. You know, all his 
things now and writing on Instagram. He thanks the judge for letting him out. And he says, I just want to support my family and I believe in God. And he likes puppies. He's always hugging dogs in his, in his videos. This is some bad music. You know, again, my, my assessment of rap is limited, but he seems to have what I think is good flow. The way, you know, the, the rhythm and everything seems very confident, but everything is the same intonation. He's, he's very, ooh, scary, as I said. He's just barking and yelling. He's got two styles. He's got like cliche hip hop guy that sounds like everyone else and then barking and yelling, screaming, uh, throwing out the N-word constantly. He's not black people. He's not black people. I, yeah, and I don't know what the politics of that are. I'll let that alone. But I don't, I, I mean, just from a personal standpoint, I don't like hearing the M-word every other word. I mean, whatever. If, if that's honest expression, do whatever the fuck you got to do. But I don't believe it's honest expression. I believe, it. yeah, I'm such a bad, and it's cliche. That's the thing that gets me most. It's cliche. Ooh, I'm scary. In his videos, he's sticking a gun into the camera. There are women with big bubble butts shaking their butts and sticking their tongues out and rubbing their boobs. I mean, it's every negative stereotype of the rap like yeah i got money i got women i mean are we still doing this shit oh man i'm a badass and then he's beefing with every other rapper you say you kill people i actually kill people he throws around the misogyny in a real disgusting way i was reading that song gummo which by the way gummo he had in the background of his video all these black guys dancing and apparently they were the real gang members that he got caught up with this is the big thing this is why he went to prison he got in with this dangerous street gang in new york they were blooded um, they were all bloods yeah they're all bloods the trace something it almost sounds like he became their mascot and the leader of the gang was his quote-unquote manager and he hung around and then things turned sour and they threatened him so charges came down against this gang uh it looked like this rolling stone article claimed like he's going to jail for 10 years he's done federal charges but he testified against the gang and he got two years and of course he was furloughed because of covid talking about what a badass he is it's all cliche and beefing with people and then beefing with rappers over nothing you rent your cars i buy my fancy sports cars like oh it's so pedestrian and it's so cliche and sorry get back to the sexism on genius uh i was reading the lyrics on rap genius uh the interpretation of the gummo lyrics and he says something like don't take your clothes off i just want the jaw which is like he just wants oral sex like this is a theme in his music not wanting sexual intercourse just wanting oral sex and they add despite the fact that he has the number 69 tattooed all over his body there is no indication that he reciprocates the oral sex so <laughs> it's a Harold Bloom type annotation there, Noah. Right. Again, the cliche who's 69. Like, oh, my God. Like, he's like dumb Howard Stern of rap. How about that? That he is somewhat self-effacing, but he just leans into all the stupidest cliches. He's got some talent, but it's limited. The pedophilia charges were he had a 13 year old girl like dancing suggestively in one of his videos. I think literally filmed her like sucking off some other guy while yes. while Takeshi was like pretending to fuck her in the butt. He got nailed for that as well he should have, but he's still leaning into that pedophilia, you know, his his album cover has an anime cartoon on it and and I don't see much redeeming value here. I I have to agree with what you say. I I there's a taste thing here, obviously, where this this music is not going to appeal to both of us. I mean, no, not, whatever. I, this, that, I can, I, it, you know, look, Kanye is the opposite example in hip hop. It's not going to appeal to me, but I get it. It's original. It's fresh. Yeah. It's creative. Yeah, there's a, this there's is a, the this is the opposite of that. I think the idea that you're talking about uh, the cliche of it, the the lack of originality. I, this may be belaboring a point because we could have been talking about this for years. In popular music, people can keep recapitulating the same thing, the same idea, imagery, sounds 
over and over again. And that is definitely true in, in hip hop, at least since I started paying attention to hip hop, which has only been about 20, 25 years as an, as an actual listener. I wrote in my notes that, that his music is like a Samus dat of 40 years of street level rap, you know, just copied over, copied over, copied over the, the same, the same videotape, yeah. for instance, just being recorded over a million times or a piece of paper that's been erased, drawn on, erased, drawn on over and over again. There's no, there's no pretense to the art. And I guess we're going to we call this art. I mean, everything that you make for this kind of commerce is, uh, yeah. is art. Oh, but, this is art. Shitty art is still art. It's yeah, art. yeah. No, yeah, exactly, exactly. I was saying there's no pretense to the art other than defying detractors, you know, getting intoxicated yeah. and knocking down. Flaunting much, money, flaunting sexual prowess. I was going to say knocking down. Lusting much, after women. It's just, it's. <laughs> punching oh. as much Instagram level influencer ass as possible. You hear it over and over again. And again, he's not the first guy to come up with this. That's not the, that's not the point. He's, the he's point not is, the millionth guy to come up with. He's not even the millionth guy to put up to it. It's yeah. it's the fact that this act, a guy with as much pull, like his YouTube videos, I mean, not even talking about Spotify or whatever, but his fucking YouTube videos, one of them has one billion views for BB. And his as soon as he got out of trivia the Trivia question, trivia question, 2012, first YouTube video to reach a billion views. Oh, uh, Gangnam, right? Gangnam? You got it, baby. Gangnam style. There is a hugeness to this that people are able to... Whatever it is we're talking just fizzes away. Doesn't mean anything. It's like so much sodium bicarbonate being washed away by water. People suck this stuff up. They will take as much Takeshi... Takashi, sorry. Takashi 69 as you can give them because they themselves have no... It's like they... That's. It's not fatiguing to them. It may sound so fatiguing to us that we're talking about the same capitulated images over and over again from this guy. And and even the sounds to some degree are also repetitious. There's no fatigue because everyone is hearing it for the first time. That's kind of amazing. You know, like so many old uh, corny things get thrown to the side because people say, this is bullshit. This is this is fatigue. This is old. This has been stressed and used up and worn up and worn away and exhausted. And we need something new. You could you could count on all the Pat Boons who were thrown aside, all the paint your wagons, all these different all these paint different paint your wagons. Well, at the time it was a big movie that they were trying to push, and it's like no, that was around the time of Bonnie and Clyde. People snubbed yeah. Doctor Do- Well, Doctor Doolittle was a thing that Hollywood made to cement itself as like we're the ones who make dreams. Meanwhile, it's like hello Chinatown right around the corner. Somehow with hip hop and trap. That, that never happens. There's never this moment of fatigue of people being dismissed because this sounds exactly right. like what came beforehand. Right. right. Uh, and, and, the, and the pedestrian nature. That's what gets me. We're still doing this. We're still, you know, flaunting money and bitches and hoes and gold and the most cliched stuff in the world. It, it just, it amazes me. So, so why is that? It's unknowable, you know, to look at the 24-year-old quote-unquote malcontent, you know, the guy who's been inside the can, the guy who's done all these unsavory things, and the person you know, who has belligerent face tattoos and the grills and the rainbow hair and the sort of all that antisocial imaging, that sort of iconography not began with, but was really popularized by Lil Wayne with with the whole face full of tattoos and the, the cough syrup, heavy-lidded eyes, like all that shit that I don't give a fuck and I'm a crazy motherfucker who'll kill you. This is the version of that 12 years later. Now we catch him at the chicken spot, a couple chops, that nigga with a hundred shots. Bill, why? Why is Takeshi 69 why did he catch on? You know, he, he came, like we said, he came from nowhere, and I guess he was on SoundCloud, part of the SoundCloud rap movement. Why 
did he get plucked from the ether? Why did he catch on? This Rolling Stone article was interesting. It was writing, it said he's going to jail for 10 years. His, you know, it literally ends with him going like, well, in all likelihood, his music career is over. The quick, rapid rise and fall of Takeshi 6ix9ine. But here he is. He's, he's here to stay. I mean, yeah. it sounds like he's making music in quarantine. He's making videos in quarantine. That's amazing. And then... Now he's when, he, he's the gun smoke of hip hop now. He's been right, forever. Gun smoke. Gun smoke. When the quarantine is over, presumably he will still have a career. I mean, I like to imagine he will not have the staying power of an Eminem. But then again, what the fuck do I know? I'm still amazed that people still like Britney Spears. Um, you know, twenty years after she debuted, twenty one years. Uh, I, I, so I have a very simple explanation for this. I, yeah. this, this is actually criminally uh, simple to me. I don't think it's any more complicated than Follow me here. He's defiant. He ex- he he exhibits bad behavior. He's garish, right? It's he's- exciting. Oh yeah, he's yeah. got. Hey, he's got a look. Have, if we've not mentioned it, he's got rainbow dreadlocks, rainbow grills. Even by like rapper standards, tattoos everywhere. A big six nine on his head, six nines all over his arms. The jigsaw guy from Saw on his fucking face. But he dresses I mean, like this- he dresses like a garish uh, clown. His 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 clothes yeah. are polychromatic. On top of that, th- th- this guy is a sight. He is, yeah. you do not overlook him. Yes. And, and even he- the photo, the photos of him in court where his hair is pulled back and he's wearing a suit. There's danger. He's uncompromising. Now he, and here's the here's the nut on this. Here's the nut graph. It's literally everything. That made Elvis popular in the fifties. I I see I see such little difference. I mean, it's inf, it's it's measured for inflation. Uh, wrong. I, I, wrong. This is, I think that this is wrong. exactly what made Elvis popular. Wrong. In the 50s. Wrong. It's not literally everything. I get your comparison. It is not completely off. Elvis was dangerous of the time, but there there's a few things you're missing about Elvis here, my friend. One, Elvis was fucking awesome. Talk about someone who could sing. Soul. That doesn't matter depth, anymore. Emotion. I hear you. Yes, yes. Yeah, none, but, of that, but, none of that matters. But people aren't, people aren't going to be listening to this guy in 50 years. One. Two. Part of why Elvis was pot. You could compare Eminem to Elvis. I mean, you could even fucking compare Vanilla Ice to Elvis. Because what they did is you compare Cindy Lauper to Elvis. Because what all those people did was they packaged the underground thing for in a more palatable thing. I mean, literally, it's what Sam Phillips said about Elvis. Like, you find me a white boy who could sing like the black singers and I'll make a million dollars. And he did. While I think Elvis sanded it down in certain respects, he still, he preserved a lot of what made that quote-unquote black music really exciting and really passionate and really affecting. I don't think Takeshi sands it down at all. I don't think he makes it more suburban friendly. I think he ups the danger factor. I'm focusing on the danger. I'm talking about the the idea that Elvis was gyrating his hips. He he produced in front of people People, the wasps who weren't ready for it. He produced the forbidden, and their kids. But but, went- but he produced the forbidden in a in a package that they could accept. They could not have accepted. I don't even remember their names, but the black singers who Elvis was copying and in yeah. some cases ripping off. Yes, Eminem did that. All the late '90s hip hop underground guys, not even underground guys, guys who were selling a lot of records. But Eminem burst through on another level because he was fucking white. Takeshi is scarier than those other guys. But I want to hear why you think he's popular. Because he's dangerous. What he does is he he's he's enticing and he's um it gets people a taste of the danger and I'm rebelling against my parents because I'm listening to to Keshi 69. I'm rebelling because he's got this angry, violent, scary growl, shooting off the M word every other word, shooting off fuck every five words, talking about what a dangerous gangster is and he kills people and he's got money and he receives oral sex without reciprocating. You know, that he is the most blatant 
cliched version of, ooh, I'm dangerous and I'm scary. He's what a moron thinks danger and rebellion is. And we got a lot of fucking <laughs> morons in this country, especially kids. And kids have a right to be morons. Kids are, kids are expected to be morons, let's be expected fair. Expected exactly. to be morons. Because he is the most simplistic package of scary danger. And there's a sure. bit of a nihilism, too, this idea that you're living on the edge of your health, your sanity, yes. your safety, your service to yep. others. Because you're addressing a bleak age, too. Let's not yeah, forget that. Yeah, right. There might have been, you know, even this might be the best time for someone who's like, fuck it all. Let's burn it all down. Yeah. Or let's just let's let's just enjoy, you know, everything sucks. So all I care about is is gratification, you know, getting drunk and spending money on cars. And if someone disrespects me, shooting them in the head because that feels good. You know, this is why it's ridiculous when Fox News gets an ooh, people in the inner city are so sleazy and all they care about is just gratification. Like, I'm sorry, these people protesting that they can't get the large iced tea when they go through the drive through. You know, those people are are just as bad, just within a different milieu is instant gratification. And in some respect, you can't blame them because the world is burning down. So why not get your rocks off while you can? I say I really wanted to register in y'all rappers' head because y'all really thought it was over. And I know when I was locked up, y'all prayed every night like, God, please, God, please don't let him come home and be lit again. God, please, every time I open the grandma, I see is him. Y'all wasting prayers, homie. But y'all don't fake counts. But y'all don't fake. That's a fact. I yo. No, Eterno, would you have liked the sound if you were a young person? I never liked hip hop. <laughs> I did. I mean, so. I said that before. I never. I could appreciate some of it. I never liked it. I think especially if I was really young, I was too much of a goody-goody. This would literally scare me. There's nothing here for me. The women in the video are sexy, but I feel bad about thinking they're sexy, right? It's exploitation, yeah. Yeah, th there's definitely um, there's a taste thing here for sure. Garishness, the fact that this guy looks like uh, Heath Ledger's Joker. I, I kind of, I keep thinking that this- Kind of, yeah, you really kind There of must be something at the heart of like Lil Wayne, all those guys. There was that- nihilistic bad guy societal villain agent of chaos anarchist thing that really just you know you watch scrub them of the ideas and just keep the um keep the top text to it people were trying to emulate that there's that that must be a very attractive appealing image so there's something to that but that definitely that would have scared the shit out of me i was too much of a safe suburbanite without realizing it i think i would have subconsciously grokked the the, the lack of sophistication to this guy and, and, and I wouldn't have understood, but now it looks clear to me in retrospect. And follow me with this one. I think that this is a little bit of the equivalent of the hip hop equivalent of country music. Country music is the same fucking song for the most pop country is the same song, the same imaging. Everything is the same cliched repetition without any kind of acknowledgement of what came before. Even though everybody knows what came before, it's no one budges from the variance. Of course, there are country singers that do. I'm not talking about them. I'm talking about the midline Nashville approved sound. It is the same exact song, song by song, note by note, album by album for, the, for the, at least 20 or 30 years, maybe even longer than that. Country makes more money, I would assume, or it has historically, but there's that same orthodoxy that you need to ascribe to that's just as boring to me. And that's one of the reasons why, I mean, in addition to the imagery of country having nothing, you know, nothing to do with me, that fucking stricture is totally on is totally unappealing i, mean, I don't want anything to do with that in any art form at all you know I, something that just occurred to me is part of why he's appealing maybe backtracking a little is and he is authentic compared to you know that especially in hip-hop where it's about oh who's real who's who's uh who's fake right they're always accusing everyone else of being fake and the fact that he lives such a dangerous life he's in and out of jail he lived a shitty life he got his girlfriend pregnant at a young age he got arrested for beating up his girlfriend all this nonsense you know it makes the danger more exciting in that he li really lived the life and i'm going to make an interesting comparison here partly because she's on my mind because 
I'm hosting a quiz bot mitzvah this afternoon, and this kid is a fan, but one of our earliest topics, Lana Del Rey. I'm amazed Lana Del Rey is beloved by smart people and still has a career, because I think she kind of sucks. But one of the knocks about Lana Del Rey early on is that she was a phony. Oh, she's this doomed, haunted girl from the trailer park who's lived nothing but a life of tragedy. Well, she's really Lizzie Grant, and her dad is a is a music executive. And people really got on her because she was trying to sell on this image of maybe danger is the wrong term, but mystery and sadness and doom and gloom. I don't know. I, maybe I'm wrong, but it seemed all a facade. If it was revealed that Daniel Hernandez was actually a rich kid, you know, his dad was the manager of a Walmart. A, or, a car dealership somewhere in Nashville. Yeah, County. exactly. <laughs> you know, he was, he was, he, forget his dad being a rich music executive. His dad, if, if he was firmly middle class, I think it would have been a real knock against him. Takeshi makes a, a, a strong claim to being authentically this guy. He really is what he claims to be. King New York's home, man. All these shit you bought, man. Y'all rent. We on rent, man. All the shit mine, man. Bill, is the success of Takeshi 6ix9ine, the existence of Takeshi 6ix9ine, two different things? Are either of them, both of them, signs of the apocalypse? No, I, I don't think it's a sign of the apocalypse. And and we have a, a leitmotif of stuff we don't understand on this show. This is strictly, si because it's siloed entertainment, granted it's a gigantic silo. Takeshi 6ix9ine does not touch a lot of other silos. So I think it's a minimized effect, you know? But the problem for me is, again, it's not, I'm not going to bash the shit out of Daniel Hernandez, the, the kid, you know, whatever, the millionaire guy who's now has some sort of, um, you know, corporate backing of some of some stripe. But the idea that it's this is siloed entertainment for people who, who only have a cultural life, which goes back to 15 minutes ago. If we weren't an amnesiac culture intent on destroying our own narrative past, I don't think that something like this could take hold. Like Dory, the, the fish from the cartoon movie, it's new again every three minutes. You, you get to enjoy the same thing because there's this lack of legacy where there's no such thing as institutional knowledge. You get to sort of recreate everything every couple of years and none of it existed beforehand. That's a pernicious cycle that keeps happening. Whether that's apocalyptic or not, I don't know. But it's definitely tedious. And, and I, I think some of it has to do with the problem that we're in is that everybody, to some degree, the American way of doing business is ascribing to a lack of legacy, destroying institutional inheritance. Just because you assume that if it came before is bad and the people who set it up were somehow crooked or malign or power brokers who didn't have your best interest in mind. Or, that, or were, were encouraged to be egomaniacs and think you know better than everyone. Else. Yes. Yeah. The lack of the lack of experience. Yeah. I don't know. So what, what would you say about it? Uh, I think it's popularity is not a sign of the apocalypse because there's always been stuff like this that scared older people. Yeah. Right, 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 right. Live for the moment was dangerous and all that. One of the cancers at the core of America's rot if that isn't a mixed metaphor. People who live lives like Daniel Hernandez are way too plentiful in this country. I mean, that guy never had a chance. And then, of course, I don't know how much this really exists, but you have to wonder if he won the lottery. I mean, talent, lack of talent. He claims he's religious and he prayed to God, please make me famous. And then he got picked up and all that. And whether or not that's true or not, it's, you know, we joked about this before he got on camera. Like, this is how you get out of the ghetto. Become a rap star, right? Like, it's not going to work for 99.99% .99 of people in 
poverty. It perpetuates this idea that life is, this is how you solve your problems. You become a famous rapper. Uh, <laughs> it, it ignores the true problems for deus ex machina, you know, divine intervention, as it were. It's the problem of white supremacy. You're absolutely right. You know, either you yeah. become a professional athlete, you do something exceptional that you win the lottery for, or you're somehow, yeah. you know, you're stuck in the world that... Uh, the patriarchy and, and the white supremacy and, created. And you become the mascot of the white supremacy yeah. in that we'll let you have these cars, we'll let you have the nice house, we'll but let you, you have the money, but you still need to play the clown or the Min- the clown. We will only accept a black man as rich if yeah, I guess it's minstrelsy. I don't know, but like I don't know, but imagine thirty years from now if Takeshi is still famous and he's living a comfortable, fattened life. And his kids are at, you know, Harvard or whatever. He still has to play at being from the streets in order for anyone to let him have a seat at the cultural table. How disgusting and how insulting and how self-degrading that might feel. I don't know. I mean, who knows? He might still love it. I remember last year, we could all attest to this. I remember last year. Do you think people would have think I would have made it this far? Hell no. Hell no. Mm -mm. They're like, yo, I'll give that kid six months. He was one of them. He was. I'll give that kid six months. 15 minutes of fame. Know what? Do you... find yourself jealous of Takashi 69 at all the board the baseline jealousy i have of most topics especially most people we talk about in that they got plucked from the ether and they get paid attention to and they got made stars and not me i mean i'm glad i don't live his life i'm glad i didn't have the childhood he had I'm glad I didn't get my girlfriend pregnant at 16. Uh, that I'm glad that I don't have a dangerous street gang wanting to kill me. And I'm glad I don't feel the need to start up fights with every rap. I mean, you're starting fights with Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg's practically like Grandfather. You know, a Hollywood Squares type celebrity now. <laughs> yeah. For Christ's yeah. sakes. I mean, talk about family friendly. This stupid need to like start fights with everyone like that's how you get your your value in the world that's how you get attention i'm glad i don't have you know i got a lot of things neuroses clawing at me but i'm glad i don't have those neuroses i don't want to be uh takeshi 69 he's a fucking disaster the route that he took or was on to, to get where he is was, was so personally ruinous and i mean it was the result of so much trauma and neglect abuse that i mean not anybody would want to trade places with him i'm not saying there aren't people who do come from that and maybe that again if you lose the lottery like that where you wind up in shit central then maybe you fucking deserve to become a rapper based on how hard those things were for you whether this is the healthiest place for a guy like him to be in and, you know, as as the, the pendulum swinging the other way remains to be seen. First of all, his money is the kind which could very well vanish in five years. You know, who the hell knows if he's getting bad advice, if, if, he, if he's getting good advice from, from sagacious counsel. Uh, he could he could become something else. I mean, who the fuck knows what this guy would look like? The most troubled of people, you know, I remember what Eminem looked like back in the day when he came out where he was this pill-popping, uh, uh, you know, white sort of gang-related guy. You know, people just wondered, like, how does a person like this live? Uh, how does he survive? What is the, what is, he keeps threatening to beat and kill his ex-wife or his, his baby's mama, you know? And he's threatening to kill his own mother, dig a shallow grave for her and all these things. And yeah. it's like, look, look at Eminem now. He's got a mutual fund, right? He sits in front of I'm a sure. library like Warren Buffett 
wearing a baseball cap, stroking his beard, probably watching yeah. McNeil, McNeil Lair on, on PBS reruns or something. I actually think he isn't. I actually think Eminem just sits around and I think he probably hired smart people to do that shit. I'm I think he got he, lucky in that regard. Or do you know, is it possible Eminem is broke? No, he's not. He's not broke. He's far from it. Okay. I'm saying he, but he's semi-retired. He's in sort of seclusion. You don't see him anymore. He was he was such a gigantic meteor for a moment that it, it seemed impossible he could be anything else but. And it's like, look at him now. He's an elder statesman. How old is he? He's our age, right? He's like... No, he's a, he's a few years older than us. He's got to be close to 50. He's right got to be close to 50. But I'm saying... Let he, me... I'm, I'm looking him up, but continue. My, my point is, is that... It's he's, hard. he's he's 47. He 47. will be 48 in October. Right. It's hard to think about jealousy in this case just because this guy, you know, he may have some of the spoils of war, but they, they came at such a such a cost. You know, we would have had to lose, lose, lose and lose to get those. You know, it's like this kid had nothing to lose and he sort of won, but he is missing any of that trust, any of that upbringing, any of that lack of trauma that, you know, we would say, I'd rather have my shitty childhood such as it was with the people I grew up than his, you know, his nightmare, his disaster. Totally, totally. So let's let's zip right into our final segment, Noah, the Felonian scale, the axis upon which all of our topics are based, Jimmy Fallon and Ryan's world at the at the base uh, everything emanating in in spires and peaks and hubs and wheels and spikes spokes from that. Where would you say um, Takashi Six Nine falls on the felonian scale? He's pretty low down. I mean, he's in the he might be in the bottom ten. He's more talented than Smosh, but he brings up some scarier shit. I don't know. I and again, I can't really judge rap quality very accurately. Although it was, I don't want to say heartening, but you know, the fact that his he's released one actual album. And that got almost uniformly negative reviews. Kind of underlines my opinion that he's not an exceptionally good rapper. Yeah, but he, right? he, he earned so much off of it, though. It was in spite of, in spite of ruinous uh, reviews. Yeah, but, he he earned shitloads of cash beyond beyond belief. Well, because he he very very you know authentic or at least authentically seeming sold the exciting narrative. Yeah. That, I mean, I'm sure that a lot of people who listen to hip hop. They don't care about the music. It's just to piss their parents off. Yes, right? yes, I do believe. So that's this true. is pretty low. Uh, you know, bottom ten. He's down there in Smosh Ryan's world. He's lower than the Holderness family we looked at last week. He's lower than who are the who, in your opinion, are the worst people? Worst things. I'm having trouble remembering them now. Um, that's a good question. Did we I mean, I, I still stand by EDM being pretty damn low. But let me let me tell you, I feel like you 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 broke the seal a little earlier because I had Lana Del Rey picked for this. In terms of, I think Lana Del Rey to me is dead art. It's inert. It is desiccated. It is sort of bloodless. Um, it is hermetically sealed. And I think this kid's music is the same thing. He is like the hip hop equivalent of Lana Del Rey. And again, yes, I think. Yeah, but he did. But but if his dad had owned a car dealership, and I understood, you know, yes, that's well, that's he, an image he, thing. He's at least he at least authentically comes from that world, which I, 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 I again, I'm amazed the number of smart, intelligent people whose opinions I respect who love Lana Del Rey. Yeah, I'm yeah, stunned, no, I, I'm with you there too. Whatever. I'm 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 boggled and baffled by a lot of people who who like Lana Del Rey. I I don't get it. I still don't get it. I don't fight them on it. I don't push back. I get it. It's a taste thing. But regardless of wherever they came from, whether it was Lizzie Grant or Daniel Hernandez, in front of me is a brick. It worked better if you don't know what happened 10 minutes beforehand. All right, Bill, uh, wrap us up here. 
No more Takeshi 69 ever, ever, ever. I'm going to do that. Uh, if you'd like to yes. find past episodes of our show, look on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Google Play, and Stitcher. Tweet to us at Noah and Bill Show. Write to us, Noah and Bill, don't get it at gmail.com. Give us a review. I'm on Twitter with me and my multitude of followers, most of which are just other accounts that I've built and pointed at my own account. At William Scurry, my video content is on YouTube at youtube.com slash amcaesar. Now Noah will say things with his mouth. I'm all about the big quiz thing, America's finest providers of live trivia entertainment. These days, the best in virtual events nationwide. Um... Yeah, we've never been busier. So learn about uh, virtual trivia team building events perfected for corporate and private events, private parties. We got our first bot mitzvah this afternoon. I'm uh, getting ready for that. So go to bigquizthing.com. You can also follow us on social media at bigquizthing. Um, yeah, that's it for now. We got some fundraisers coming up that are open to the public. We'll be posting them on our Facebook wall. Um, stay tuned there at Big Quiz Thing. Thank you. So until uh, such a time as Takeshi69 is announced as the new host of Reading Rainbow on PBS, which is very likely to happen, we don't get it. A production of American Caesar Enterprises 2020.